Welcome to Tapping Into Spirit, where we discuss and explore issues related to spirituality in a manner that questions everything. We start from a premise that everything comes from somewhere and work to understand the unexplainable. We always endeavor to have a great time discussing a serious topic with the hopes of offering inspiring thoughts and ideas that allow for growth, evolution, and transformation. We always begin by inviting Spirit to join us in this conversation and guide our words and intentions so that we express things in a manner that is true and inspirational. And we are always thankful and extremely grateful for the opportunity to serve. I'm your co-host, Dr. Anthony Smith, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Ms. Glenda Jones and Ms. Zawadi Powell. How y'all doing this evening? Good. Peace. Super good, and I'll get better. You sound so enthusiastic. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am. Oh, how things been going? Awesome. You feeling awesome. good? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we just finished some workshops in New York with my brother. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling really excited um, about the possibility for continuing to do that work with him. And yes. it's, yeah, it's really exciting. Cool. Cool. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm wanting the sunshine. I'm wanting to see the sunshine more. Because I'm a sun person. It taps into my spirit. It makes me feel alive. I know we need the rain. Um, and so I'm, I'm appreciative of the rain. But I love the sun. Yeah. I just love, love, love the sun. Yeah. I, I wrote a poem to the sun because the sun is my boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> I'll have to read it to you one day. Okay, okay, we'll look forward to that. Okay. You know, I've been thinking about today's topic, which is being spiritual in the face of evil. Being spiritual in the face of... Evil. Um, it, well, evil in the sense of... Think about this climate that we're in, and this whole election thing has been happening, and we just come off the impeachment, we got coronavirus out there people freaking out about that um and there's just a lot of nastiness happening in this country with people fighting various fights standing for things they believe in and i think some of the things are just evil like when i look at this administration and the way they treat people the way they line up and and the way people in our community are getting killed and murdered for no reason. Um, we have to call that evil, I think. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's, I understand that it's necessary to have um, in terms of having a balance, but it's not fun and it's not a good thing to observe and watch. And so this whole prospect of how we can be maintain our spirituality and what that what does that even mean to be spiritual <laughs> to be positive in the face of evil does it mean that we are adapt some turn the other cheek and we always have to be wholesome and good 
and allow people to do whatever and just b believe that everything will ultimately work out? Or are we charged to fight? Is there a space for us to fight and demand justice and to demand righteousness and to, to demand integrity from these systems that are supposed to be serving us? So I would like for us to have a dialogue about that and, and see what you all think. Well, the, one of the things that I thought about is that evil is perception as well. We perceive mm -hmm. it to be evil because those people who are doing what we call evil, some of them don't think it's evil. That's absolutely correct. And, and the polarity. Well, yeah, I, th I believe that one of the things we have to be aware of is that good and evil is, is a, is perception and all of it is just being. So, for instance, slave people who were slave owners, mm -hmm. they justified what they were doing. Absolutely. Using the Christian Bible. Right. And they fully believed that they were in the right to do exactly what they were doing, treating people as in, in such a heinous manner, right? All the, we know the history of right. what's been done. They have churches in the dungeons in Ghana that are literally right on top of the places where they were holding slaves. I've said that before. Yes. And so they felt like they were right. Yes, they did. They didn't feel like they were evil, but we would look at it and say it's, it, it, it's absolutely evil. So we have to say that it is perception, like it, and it's individual for for each of us or a group of us. Um, I do believe that um, spirituality and our connection to it and our practices are what is part of what has sustained us during the times of what we call evil that's been perpetrated against us. Like for, for so many reasons, we shouldn't even exist at this point. We should be extinct, mm. but we still exist. Mm -hmm. So it definitely, um, it, it has, we have to fight with spirituality. We can't fight any other, like how else do we fight I mean, there are other ways to fight, but without that, that's our ultimate weapon that goes along with everything else. And I think that, like, that whole idea of spirituality versus religion makes me think about evil being a perception and religion being used to justify things that cause other people to suffer as not being evil. But when someone is truly tapping into spirit and in a spiritual place, then I don't think it's quite so easy to justify evil. And I think that's when you did see some of the slave owners or even, you know, there are stories of African slave traders who once they realized what was going on, they, you know, opposed it and said, wait a minute, you know, this is evil. Because I think when you come from a spiritual place, you're feeling the energy of things and you're feeling whether an energy is dark or whether an energy is light. And I think that when you have spiritually evolved to a certain space, it's no more making decision with your thoughts 
or your perceptions or the means of justifying but it's it becomes more of an absolute of is this experience that's happening a dark one or a light one and how is it you know what are the the ramifications for the world and so i think being spiritual understanding like spiritual versus religious being spiritual in the face of evil can be almost a a a, a bigger responsibility and a more sensitive space to sit in because then of course you have all of your empathic um you know feelings and you know a, a deeper understanding of of the the things that are happening from from a, a, a place of perceiving energy mm-hmm. is there evil in the spiritual realm of course there is evil everywhere mm-hmm. but i'm not saying it doesn't exist i'm saying that when people experience it it's not something that you can necessarily on a on a logical level on a mental level then you can say oh from that person's perspective you know they didn't consider that act to be evil but from a spiritual perspective when you feel the space that the act is existing in and you 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 feel empathic then you can't possibly carry out those acts and believe them not to be evil you will know the element of evil and you will say oh i know what this element is and so it is this you know they're like the elements have a different feeling a different weight a different um entity really and so i think that um be, being being spiritual in, in the face of, of evil you're, you're pretty clear um <laughs> you're pretty clear on what you're dealing with you know it's funny because we always talk about seeing spirits and i remember when my guide first came to me and i was like how do I know this is not a demon? Like, how do I know, you know, that, <laughs> mm-hmm. that I'm really channeling an ancient spirit and that it's right. telling the truth and blah, blah, blah. And, and one of my friends from Africa was like, well, let me listen to him. And I'm like, okay. So I let him listen to him and he's like, no, he's good. And I'm like, well, how do you know he's good? Because he sounds good. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Zawadi. Spirits are not, you know, confusing. They're not confusing. Either they are the element of good or they are the element of evil or they may, may have, you know, different characteristics, you know, around that. But mm. it's pretty straightforward in the spirit realm. And right. so I kind of use that as a rule in dealing with the spirit realm because a lot of times when you see a scary spirit, then it's evil. Mm. <laughs> you know, like you don't find like, you know, it's it's, it's like really clear cut. So I, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just dif- differentiating between like dealing with spirituality in terms of our souls and then feeling different energies and then having to, I guess, deal with those or decide what to do with it once you have identified it, that that this is the element I'm dealing with. Right, right. Well, the whole concept, uh, I just want to ask the question, the concept of there's there are there's evil in the spirit realm. And... So someone could be dealing in the spirit realm with dark spirits. It doesn't, even though they may call themselves spiritual. I mean, I don't believe that everybody who is dealing with spirit is dealing with light. That some are dealing with darkness. Yeah, those well, are witches. Yeah, yeah, that's, well, yeah. <laughs> it depends on your terminology because witches are good. I mean, that, it, it, I'm Glenda it, the Good Witch. I sent Dorothy home right. when she was stuck and needed to get back to Kansas. <laughs> right. So there's a whole... There, the concept of witch has been co-opted because there are a whole bunch of 
African witches who are doing a lot of good work. Um, so we have to define what we what we would mean by that. But if we think about to bring to make it uh, more contemporary, right? If we think about the children who have been separated from their parents, and right here in this country, and this administration has no <laughs> concept of how to reunite them with their parents. No, how about this administration does not want to reunite them with their parents because it has other plans for them? Mm. Even so, <laughs> take it, take it, so take it to that level, right? <laughs> Is that evil? Yes. And in so, my yes. opinion, it okay. is. And so... In their it, opinion, it, it's probably not. It's a way in which they get illegal aliens out of the... Like, in their train of thought. So, I feel So, that, let's say they're sell, selling them into, um, you know, internment camps so that they can murder them and use their organs to sell to uh, the medical industry. Is that evil? In my opinion, it is, and probably yours. But you yours. think that, in their opinion, they don't know that that's evil? I believe that they feel that there are beings who are on this planet that are more important than those children, and so that these organs would be better used for these people. No, now, I that, think now, that they, they decided now that's to just, be evil. That, they <laughs> They're justify. okay with it. <laughs> they justify. I don't necessarily believe that they all believe it's evil, even when I may feel that it is. No, I, I feel that they're... one of the ways we have to look at it is we know that it exists. It's a part of being. And when we know that it exists, instead of looking at it as um, we must fight against it, we should defend ourselves. We should have this level of protection because it's never going to go away. It's always going to exist. We're not going to ever get rid of evil. We have to protect ourselves. I guess to some degree fight against it, um, controlling us. I feel it's evil when your actions are hurting others and the greater good of, I mean, I've said that before. So that's my personal feeling about it. But it was also created by the creator. So it's part of being. Mm. I don't think I necessarily have any desire to have compassion though for the people who are carrying out evil. Because I think that they're a part of that element. And I think that they're intentionally evil. And they know that they're evil. And I don't think that they're finding ways to necessarily justify or like make sense of what they're doing. But that's just my opinion. Well, I don't want you to think I'm having compassion. Yeah, I'm just being aware that. that it exists. There's a whole di big difference in being compassionate because my compassion goes somewhere else. But my awareness of what it is may be different than, than yours or theirs or someone else's. I definitely don't have compassion. Yeah, I think they believe that they're right and that they're justified in doing what they do. Uh, and they don't have any remorse about what it is that they do. They're, they're just doing it. This is the right thing to do. They don't have any feelings about a mother not... Like, when you see these videos of of ones that have been reunited and the child is screaming because the mother's been gone for six months, a year, and they're like, mm -hmm. they can't... They That, that uh, attachment has been disrupted. 
that is pain. That, that's painful to watch. Right. These people don't like they're not moved. Right. They, they are just not moved by that. Even if you think, well, if that happened to you and your kid was taken away, how would you feel? Mm-hmm. They don't even allow themselves to consider that. But then that's the question of whether some people are like, you know, how people say some people are everyone's born. Every baby's born um, good. You know, every every baby is born of God. And then um, in experience and in the process of living, some people become evil. Um, and so then. It, do those people not understand the suffering because of experiences they have gone through and, you know, they just have a twisted mind? Or are there people who are just purely of the element of evil and just have no, uh, they don't even go through the thought processes that we're expecting humans to go through because they came here it, from a, a desire to cause destruction and chaos. I said that on a previous podcast. Almost what you said, because I felt that. like This president, I don't think he has an empathetic bone in his body, even for his own family. Mm. I don't think he cares about anybody other than himself. Mm. And even I don't know if he cares about himself. himself. Or even if he's real. Sometimes I think that he's like a robot. That's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind. Don't give him that much compassion, Solani. <laughs> I know, because then we could blame the programmer, right? Right. <laughs> Don't give him an out. He doesn't deserve an out. But, okay, but we all can say that evil exists. We know that. Mm-hmm. And there's even natural evil. So Would this- we say like a... A hurricane or some kind of natural disaster, and it kills. I, like that's. I don't know that that's evil. Well, that's the life cycle. Well, I mean, when we look at evil as being the opposite of good and evil, or good and bad, or the right? lack of good. Evil has a sinister element to it, like okay. a desire to harm, is what I would say. Evil brings with it bad. Yeah, it sucks to, that a hurricane or a tsunami came, but that's part of the life cycle. Like you think about the cheetah that eats the antelope that eat, that's the life cycle. Well, Some, that's what I said, but even then then evil is still part of being. So I mean it it, it all exists. Okay. Whether it's created by man or created by the creator. The sinister element, I think, is the key. Okay. <laughs> is the key point here. Okay. And so because when we are in spirit, in a positive way, we are praying or petitioning or meditating for positive things to happen. Nobody prays for calamity, right? Everybody's in whatever tradition you are, we're praying for... Unless they can capitalize off of it, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't... Even... You like, think, man, I, mean, I, I bet I, you those pharmaceutical companies are just, like, having parties right now because they're like, I hope this coronavirus gets really, really bad because then we'll make So you think they're praying money. for positive things to happen? Like, let, <laughs> let's sell more of these drugs? Do you know? The question is, are they praying for more people to die 
from the corona? Are they literally praying, God, please kill more people so that we can make more money off this virus? Maybe not kill, Uh, but let's make them sick. sick. Because they're going to make more money on the sick. Mm -hmm. So you're right, Zawadi, than the dead. You think they're they're praying that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I do. I think so. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Why would they not? That's because then they're going to profit from that. It's it, hard it, to it, believe, and that's it, something that I have struggled with too, in terms of like being spiritual in the face of evil, having the di- a difficult time accepting that there really is evil, like that, like no, this is not like I can't think around this, like I can't navigate around it, like this person or this thing has an evil intention for me, and although I've never ever thought, I don't think I've ever had an evil intention for someone, that that dynamic can even exist. That someone would have a purely evil intention for me. Like that's been a struggle for me in my life, you know. And I think when when we think about pharmacists or probably CEOs of pharmacy companies actually having that intention that, you know, they're they're happy as they see the maps expand because their stocks are growing. You know, like Mm -hmm. that's hard to even conceptualize coming from the place we come from as healers because that's an element that we don't often deal in, Mm -hmm. you know. Well, I'm not, I'm not where you are. I have wanted evil to happen to someone before. Uh-oh, here comes her inner whore. <laughs> what did you say? No, inner- my inner whore would give you pleasure. That's not evil. <laughs> but, uh, that's not what I'm saying at all. I have wanted evil to, ha- to happen to someone who has certainly hurt someone that I love. Mm. I have. Right. I-, I have. That's a reality. Right. Did you pray for it? I thought about it enough. I gave it enough energy. Well, mm-hmm. I did too, but I didn't pray for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, well, I, what I, is it, prayer? Like, like, prayer. I don't even need, so <laughs> giving energy to it and mm-hmm. setting an intention like, oh, I want something to happen to them. Yeah. Is that communicating yeah, evil? But, yeah. and the thought? So, I mean, I'm just saying yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not I, there. I'm just not there. There are, I have done that before. And to be honest with you, it could happen again. Because I need to continue to do the work that I need to do. Like if someone hurt my child, I could easily pray evil to happen to them. It would not be difficult for me to want that. Except maliciously and deliberately and intentionally hurt someone that I really love, it could happen. I I mean, I see that. I think there are people... You see people whose loved ones get murdered and they're in the courtroom and they just can't take the, like the justice is not being served and they just mm-hmm. lash out and they just want to. So I get in you know, people that want revenge. Right? So then so, why would, so then would that be why spirituality would be important mm-hmm. um, in the face of evil? Because yes. for me, it's always a question of protecting my own karma mm-hmm. and understanding that whatever element I bring out of myself into the world is going to come back to teach me a lesson. And I think that being spiritual in the face of evil for me has a lot to do with developing those coping mechanisms for those times when you are faced with something that looks, you know, very negative or, or harmful um, to you or someone you love Then, as a spiritual person, you know, what is your reaction? And I have a story for you. <laughs> so I've done this twice so far, and I'm so excited about it. And it's related to the topic. Um, so the first, I'm going to tell you the first story. Um, 
I was in, in both times it happened in, in public transportation in New York or in New Jersey. And I was sitting in the train and I saw this guy and he was threatening to murder someone. And he walked up to this white guy and he said, I'm going to kill you. You know, I know what you did to my people. And you sitting here with your bicycle thinking everything is nifty. And you're going to die today. You're going to die today for my people. And everybody in the train was like, whoa. And his voice continued to escalate. And he really looked like he was walking over there to kill the man. And so then I was like, what the hell do I do? You know, and there's no stop button on the train, right? Like you can't call the police. So then I just like. I think I blanked out, so I, I think the spirits did it, and I started to sing his eyes on the sparrow at the top of my lungs. And this man started to first turn to look me dead in the eye, so I was terrified that I was going to die, but kept singing. And then the man eventually stumbled over to the other side of the train and then started convulsing and then fell on the floor and stood back up and said, God bless you all. I love you and got out the train. And for me, that was like paramount to my understanding of being spiritual in the face of evil. Because when you really do that, you're going to be scared shitless because the evil wants to kill you. Right. <laughs> but it's like if you're convicted about being spiritual. And in, in that instance, I felt like there's a demon in this man and this energy that's in him wants to destroy. And even though I could relate to his feeling that he wanted to destroy someone for what had happened to our people. I felt like that element was of evil. And so then I, I used my spirituality um, in singing a gospel song because for everyone on the train, I think the word of Jesus made everyone sort of ignite. And I felt like it was a, the whole train, everyone's energy was with me. And I think that um, it's, so I'm saying this to say that it's sometimes terrifying and difficult to practice your spirituality in the face of evil or danger or chaos. But that that is like almost the main reason why we're building it. Because, you know, hopefully, you know, the demon didn't get back on him. The bad energy didn't get back on him later on. And, you know, everybody walked away and there was peace. But if if we all grow and evolve in our spirituality we can be sort of champions, you know, for the light or, you know, in one way or the other, carry it so that it spreads. And then hopefully maybe the evil won't go away or disappear, but the the good things will outbalance it. Mm-hmm. So this makes me think about the people that were murdered in South Carolina by that white racist boy and the cop in Dallas who walked into the apartment of uh, the young African-American boy and Both murdered him, Botham John, say his name. And both, you know, in, in the case of the first uh, situation in South Carolina, many of the parishioners decided to forgive him, like all, immediately that was what they were doing in terms of tapping into their faith and saying we need to be in a space of forgiveness. Um, and then what happened with Botham John's brother forgiving the woman cop that killed his brother and doing it in public and at the court and giving her a hug and all that. And 
are those examples of using spirituality to try to cur curtail or um, maybe end in, the cycle. Right. And some, a lot of people were upset about those responses, mm -hmm. saying, like we were talking before, about the need to get revenge. Mm -hmm. So, which is it? I do believe something that Zawadi touched on is important, like um, tapping into the part of you that's connected to spirit in the times when you're facing... Um, evil or something really tragic can be what sustains you mentally and emotionally. Mm -hmm. Because if you allow yourself to go down the same path as the evil, it could take you over. It could be all consuming. And for some people, you know, my MF in my basement that I keep in a cage in a straight jacket and the cage is locked, I don't want that to get out because once it gets out, I might not be able to reel it in. No, no. Yeah, because it's horrible. It's in the basement. And I've even torn out the last, the, the eight steps or so at the bottom. So it's going to have to jump up to the door. And then there are about eight locks on the door at the top of the stairs. Because my MF in the basement is not one I need to get out. I need it to stay there. So I do have to focus on spirit. And my spiritual path and my connection with the creator and creation and all that is love and peace at times when there was a time I fight. Mm -hmm. So would you now pray? You said earlier that if your child were murdered, that you would want revenge. I would. So would you pray? I well, I, I don't know exactly what I would do. I have to be honest. I don't know. And right. I don't think any of us do right. until, we're, we don't in know until we're in that situation. I would hope that I would pray. I mean, I did tell the what story do, about what do we being, think? I felt, um, not treated well and confronting one of the people or both of the people that I felt didn't treat me well. And wanted to knock the hell out of her and punch her in the face. But I held her hands and I prayed for her while confronting her. And she walked out the door crying at the end. Mm -hmm. I could have hit her hard enough to knock all her teeth out. <laughs> but I didn't. Mm -hmm. Now, you asked me, if you had asked me a year before that, was that what I would do? I'd probably say, I don't know. I probably would, you know. But it didn't happen. Because I sometimes think when we're working on this spiritual path, we're gaining the strength and the, the tools and the weapons to fight in the spiritual, in the, the warfare that we need to, to fight. So, and but we may not even know we have it until we have to use it. Mm. So, I don't know. I, I would hope that I would be able to pray, I don't know, pray for them, but pray for myself and pray for so many other things. Yeah, I guess how how much do we pray and how much do we pray versus fight, right? So if we just pray and let people maybe walk all over us, 
do we ever get justice? It's, it's kind of like this. Is justice going to come by and by in the F? Like we live a good life and when we get to heaven, we're going to be rewarded for not engaging in fighting back. Well, if we believe in heaven, yeah, whatever mm -hmm. the afterlife is. So, well, yeah. So the question, when is the time to fight in spirit? And what does that look like versus taking a more passive approach? Well, prayer isn't necessarily passive for me. Mm -hmm. it, to, for me. So you're praying for somebody to be killed. For them to I get don't there. have to pray about them. Mm -hmm. My prayer doesn't have to be focused on them. I don't need to, to my spiritual energy that I have. I don't need to, to focus it on them. I need to focus it on me. I need to call on my angels and my guardians and all of my ancestors and let them fight some of it. It doesn't have to be passive. We shouldn't just assume that prayer is passive hmm. because prayer is connecting with the spirit realm and communicating with the spirit realm. So I don't necessarily think it's always passive. And there are times that we should fight. I mean, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth at times. How do we know when? <laughs> well, I, I believe that um, one of the ways that we can know is when it's when we need to defend ourselves. Always in this country. <laughs> so there, there, that's one way of knowing. Mm -hmm. How do you know? Well, I, I think it goes back to tapping in the spirit and trying to get guidance about how I should intuitively move so that um, I feel secure that this is what I'm supposed to be doing in this moment. And it might be something else in another moment. Um, you know, I, I've said that I don't see myself being in the presence of watching some young girl get having her having my 14 year old daughter or some girl like that with a, a cop with a knee in her back with her having a bathing suit on and not doing anything about that. So what do that, you do? That might be my last day on earth. Okay. So <laughs> at that so, point, you're not going to be able to do any divination and no, you know, like you're going to no. have to react absolutely right, right then right. so that's the point i'm talking about yeah. there are times that you know you have to fight right and they're usually really scary and that's the thing that disturbs me too about um people using religion and spirituality to be um you know docile or not mm. be responsible for making hard decisions mm. or um you know, sometimes we will use the excuse, well, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a spiritualist. So, you know, I don't, I don't conduct myself that way or, and, and allowing things in our community to transpire that really shouldn't. And I, I think back to, you know, m my dad and, and their friends in the seventies when they were completely and totally prepared to die for their beliefs. And they all had sort of an expectation, you know, similar to how sometimes people in the crime world, um, you know, they're like, I'm just, you know, I'm living for today and I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but it doesn't mm -hmm. matter because I'm going out with a bang. And I feel like the activists in that time were fighting against what they perceived to be an evil against our people with no fear of death or even imprisonment. And I feel like that element 
of who we are has kind of become lost. And I often search within myself, um, wondering whether it is an element that needs resurgence, uh, because it is that, that, that element of, of fearlessness and spirituality in conviction in mm-hmm. the face of evil right. was the thing that really was a catalyst for change for us, for, yes. for, for so, so many. I'm with you on that, Zawadi. For oppressed people everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. You go to South Africa and think about what some of the young kids, these teenage kids and younger, willing to stand up and fight against this racist apartheid regime and getting killed, getting literally shot down. And still, we we coming. Mm-hmm. We coming. Until they eventually, you know, found some level of freedom. It's still not what it needs to be. But that energy mm-hmm. of, I'm not going to be denied. I'm sick and tired of having my neck stepped on. You are going to see me. That's, that's it, it moves me to think of that the energy the collective energy, and I wish we had that collective energy because um, it's very, very powerful and spiritual. Yes, it is. I mean, you can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> even yeah. even today, you can feel it still. Yeah. You know? So we know that it's not then just mm-hmm. con- tapping into spirit and fighting with spirit doesn't have to be passive. Right. Well, we look back at, at Harriet Tubman and, exactly. you know, reading her um, memoirs and that she, you know, spirit mandated her, you know, and so I, I often wonder, does spirit ever mandate you to stand up to, and, and face death, you know, in order to carry out mm. um, a particular mission? And, you know, when, when, when is that, you know, is that, is that a necessary task? And then if, you know, in my own dialogues with myself, you know, okay, Zawadi, you know, you're spiritual and you deal with people who have passed away. And so are you afraid? You know, like, should you be afraid of death if that is something that you constantly, you know, uh, work with in order to heal? And so it's it, it's it's really uh, quite a, a strange conversation to be to be having in this society where death is seen as the ultimate scary, you know, frontier, you know, the, the thing to be avoided at all costs, you know, the... Um, sort of a an an an, an extinguish ex, extermination of your dreams and your aspirations in your lifetime and you know something that you know you you just you know just don't do it um but i in in the work that i do i just constantly wonder you know what does does a does a time come where you just have to make that decision um that okay you know i'm i'm going out for this you mm-hmm. know and um and will that time come, you know, if the politics in this country <laughs> do not drastically change? <laughs> yeah, it seems like it keeps building towards that. And it just needs to have a tipping point of people getting sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, I think we're just a lot of people are just asleep and won't recognize the power that collectively exists. Um to make change and some of us we might not even be asleep but we may be holding on to you know the little pennies and you know cushions that we have acquired Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um for for fear of 
you know, of losing our own uh, status in society. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that that is, it's, it's almost, it's almost changing the quality of people that we are. Right. Mm-hmm. In the words of Malcolm X, a man who stands for nothing will fall for anything. <laughs> I believe that sometimes we do have to stand. Um, like one of the, maybe Zawadi, one of you said, we wouldn't have had some of, I'll say our perceived advancements because, you know, I don't even know how advanced we are, but what advancements we've had. We wouldn't have had those if no one was willing to stand up in the face of what could have been dangerous mm-hmm. or life-threatening, but still push and press forward. Mm-hmm. It does seem like we've lost that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there are more passive ways in which we could fight, but we don't even do that. You know, passive ways that would be effective, like with our dollar or right. with it. Like there are just a variety of things that we could do. So we do. We but who's willing to to be that and to do that? Mm-hmm. I think we do it. We don't. We don't. We're not doing it enough. But I think there are there are uh, some uh, who are there doing are it. folks that are. There's no absolute. Yes, right. There are some. Yes. Yeah. Nowhere yeah. near enough. Yes. Right. There. There are certainly. I know a lot of progressive folks that are that are that make decisions to um, be conscious in how they're spending their money, mm-hmm. what they're doing with their money, the work they're doing in the community. Um, uplifting young people, you know, th- we that's happening, and so it's important for us to to acknowledge that it's happening. It is happening, even as we say it needs to happen more, and we mm-hmm. need to we need to swell the ranks because the folks who are trying to put their feet on our necks, they not gonna stop. Mm-hmm. They are organized. They are disciplined. Like <laughs> it just baffles me. They had this election. Right, where Super Tuesday was yesterday, in so many communities of color, the wait to vote was four and five and six hours. In Texas, one was seven hours. And then in the white communities, that's not the case. And people are all in uprage, but what is being done about it? Mm-hmm. I stop talking about it. What is going to. Somebody has to have the power to say this is not right. They just shut down. I think the number was, it was in the hundreds of polling sites that they shut down since that Voter Rights Act was repealed in Texas, which is causing this problem. They shut the, the polling places down in the communities of color. Hoping that people would get frustrated and, and vote not vote. Yeah. We can sit here. They can put it on the news. Everybody can know that this is not right. But nothing is being done about it. Well, see, that's it, what I just said. Well, it, is something being done, though? Is somebody doing something somewhere? I, I don't know. It's still happening. And I, I, I just don't. We can have an election a few years ago where in Georgia, the person running for governor was also <laughs> over the election. election. Yes. That is bananas. <laughs> That makes no sense anywhere. But in the United States, that was okay. And people were like, this isn't fair. This isn't fair. But it still managed to, it just happened. And we act like, oh, well, I don't understand that. Like, this is not justice by any stretch of the imagination. 
And so a lot of people would argue that um, that's why it's so important for us to also stay active in local elections, in city council meetings, in school board meetings, you know, to sort of insert ourselves into um, local politics. Because I think that a lot of times those people with with bad intentions who are carrying some elements of evil or some elements of selfishness or some elements of, you know, um, oppressive behavior um, always find their way <laughs> to those places. They know how to work <laughs> the machine that was set up for them. They and understand so the ins and outs of it. Yeah, so then it's like, you know, to be spiritual also carries a requirement for uh, social action or how do you how do you not integrate the two mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and then how do you you know where, where do you find your place in all of that because that that's another piece that's missing in the world but what does that look like practically speaking like what would that how would that if I'm watching that play out, what does that look like? The way, um, well, I, I mean, there's several different levels, right? So, you know, there's the knowledge that, okay, you know, in my county, you know, they closed all these polling places in the black community and people are standing out there for seven hours. Well, let me make them some fried fish sandwiches <laughs> and then some juice, you know, that's social action, right? I'm going to try to make them as comfortable as possible because yeah, there's nothing else I could do at this point, you right. know. And then, you know, there's the other level of, you know, 3,000 of us are writing letters to our congressperson, you know, asking for, you know, some um, some kind of, uh, you know, to, to check the accuracy mm-hmm. of the vote mm-hmm. and, you know, to make sure that this does not happen again next year and to ask who made that decision and that they should be fired. You know, I mean, just, you know, putting pressure on uh, the powers that be to make sure that, you know, legislation is enacted or some kind of consequence um, that the evil does not go unchecked, at least. And then trying to put people in place, in positions in government so that, um, you know, there's they can check it as soon as it is it comes up but it i mean it's it's just there's just a whole bunch of different ways that we can be active but we have to really you know turn off the tv and go outside mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to do more you're right yeah i went to a meeting maybe it's been two years ago an organization called color of change mm-hmm. oh i know that organization. and they were doing a lot of work i know at the meeting that i went to there were um, n- several organizations in the room that were actively doing work and you were able to decide to support a group and to be part of it mm-hmm. whether it was Color of Change or one of the other organizations mm-hmm. um, I know that they've been they were they were doing a lot and they've been silenced mm-hmm. quite a bit mm-hmm. but we don't know that because or some of us may not be aware because we're not actively, like Zawadi is saying, we're not out there doing the work. And I, I do believe that that's important. It's mm-hmm. important for us to support some organization 
I mean, we could create our own, but there's so many out there that are doing the work that they need our support. Yeah, mm-hmm. if nothing else, just donate, you know? Right. Just give money. That if support. Nothing else. Absolutely. Sign so that's position. one of the things we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so if we're talking about different things we can do to fight against evil, singing a song, <laughs> a prayer, mm-hmm. doing the social work. Um, mm-hmm. And then there are times to physically fight. Mm. Mm. That that is necessary. Um, I don't know. There are probably are plenty of other things mm-hmm. that we could and should calling on our ancestors. Um, I don't know. It's we we all just individually have to be responsible enough to take action to do something. And maybe we shouldn't wait until evil is at our front door. We should be proactive. And, yes, it's a reactive. And beat it to the punch. Because we do react a lot. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, part of um, the, the spirituality that a lot of us have been practicing is about, you know, the, the secret, the power of attraction you know mm-hmm. peace and love peace and love you know blessings and happiness and you know acquiring abundance in our lives and um sometimes i also wonder if that uh whole mindset um kind of makes us drunk on our own mojo you know <laughs> like we like we're just in this like la 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 you know bubble and then you can sometimes even find you know, I know this sister in Brooklyn who's um, a shout out to Cloudy Val. <laughs> she's um, she's constantly fighting, you know, and I was telling her this week, like, you know, you're always involved in these community um, action organizations and, you you know, she's just always doing something. Um, Dominicans love Haitians movement and, you know, just starting all this stuff. And she just looks burned out. And then you hear people say, but well, she's so negative all the time. She's so negative. And sometimes you see, like, people not wanting to involve themselves in talking about hard issues because it does kind of take you to a place of having to complain, having to advocate, having to, um, you know, put pressure on things and being seen as, you know, a disruptor or someone causing an uprising, which is not a pleasant, you know, peace and love, peace and love, positivity space to be in in your life. And I I, I feel like we we have to consciously balance that. You know, we have to like sometimes come out of our comfortable, you know, um, power of attraction type of thought process and sort of, you know, get, get, what 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 J Lo was saying? Get loud, you know. Like let's get loud. Like let's just you know let's 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 come out beefing like you know, like we did when we were thirteen. You know, with the bully around the corner. Like when do we pull that element out of ourselves to 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 affect change and then and then you know come back to peace and love. You know after. The task is done. If y'all need me to, I'll let my MF in the basement out. <laughs> Kicking and screaming. Kicking and screaming. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> all right, all right. I think it's important for everybody to know what they 
what they can do. Yes. Like everybody can't be on the front lines. Um, and for some people, it's just not good for their spirits and for their constitution. Mm. So tap into your own spirit and des- decide what is best for you in terms of how you fight. Because we need a comprehensive circle of mm-hmm. opportunities for people to engage the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so engage it how you can. Mm-hmm. Um, the point is to do something mm-hmm. and to, to move this to move spirit forward in a positive way and so that we can uh, get these kids back reunited with their parents. We could stop these killings of our, of our youth um, in the community. These things need to stop happening. We have to begin to um, do the work, whatever it is that we can do and not just wait for it to affect us. Mm -hmm become active like we're saying uh, instead of being reactive we just become proactive we really need to do that and whatever it every little thing like, like the fish yeah. sandwiches is in the the juice right like, exactly. that may seem small yeah but you're doing something and that each of us are responsible for doing what we can do right yeah and so doing that it on a regular basis mm-hmm. not just one time but consistently doing what we can do we could make a, a, a difference. We, we could affect change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we're going to do that. We're going to do some of those things. And we hope that you all are inspired to do some of these things along with us. And I know some of y'all have some wonderful ideas and concepts about some of the things we've been talking about today and want to just jump in. But feel free to uh, write us and let us know what your thoughts are. We'll follow up with them and uh, continue to have the dialogue moving forward. Uh, last thoughts, female? Well, maybe we should, like, make a commitment <laughs> to once a week do something. Whether mm-hmm. it's writing a letter to a public official, whether it's going to help someone, whether it's supporting an organization. Like, I'm not saying we aren't doing that. Right. I'm just saying, but right. as a whole, maybe we should. we should start with us making a commitment, and that's a, a trivia when we say doing it once a week, but it's a start. It, it absolutely is a start. If once a week we do something. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to ask our audience to join us in this change process, <laughs> using our spirit to produce change. Mm. Once a week, find something, whatever your role is. It doesn't doesn't matter. No role is too small or too big. Find your role, find your space, and let's go get it. Let's make it happen. No okay. doubt. Yeah. I was about to bark, but I, I stopped myself. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like cheering. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been a quite lively discussion, and we, as always, are very grateful for our listeners and for your support. And for your energy, we feel you and we thank you for um, indulging us. Yeah, talking about spirit. So in closing, we'd like to encourage you to embrace the concept of change and learning something new. Continue to evolve, continue to transform, continue to thrive and find your own personal path to tapping into spirit. 
and I was obviously too blind and probably too weak to see who was responsible for my losing streak. <laughs>